They tell me you're a man with true grit. What do you want, girl? Speak up at supper time. <laughs> Check us out on Dunright TV on Facebook or Dunright TV on YouTube and presented by good old Kelly. Now, hey, if you love racing as much as we do, you can go to www.dunright.tv for a live show. If you want to watch live each and every race night, it's 20 bucks. But hey, if you want to watch all the past shows, that's $14.99 a month. And I'm going to tell you, you get eight tracks that are uh, showing uh, uh, racing action. You know, along with this uh, great program, True Grit, you can check out all the past shows. We had uh, Bone Larson, Ray Goss, Gary Webb, uh, Brian Burkoff, are all the great drivers. And tonight, we got a good friend and another great driver on here, Ray Cox Jr. What's going on, Ray? Yeah, we're just here enjoying the weather. Finally, it's not steaming hot out to get, you know, today, so it's nice breezy. Yeah. And you got Kayla with. Yep. You know, she brightens up the studio. We got us old, worn-out, haggard guys, and then you got this beautiful young lady, your daughter Kayla. Nice having you on board here, Kayla. Thank you for having us. Okay, hey, we're gonna get a little uh, racing uh, results here. Friday night, Davenport Speedway, IMCA Late Model, great feature event. Boy, uh, 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 Justin Kai, uh, the Flying Farmer, ended up picking up the win, four-time IMCA Late Model National Champion, but he didn't do it till the last two laps. Jake Waterman. Led that uh, late model feature event up till two to go. Matt Ryan running second, and here comes Justin Kai, like he's uh, done so many times. Zip by him, picked up the win. Matt Ryan came home second, and Jake Waterman third, but a great run. In street stock division, no stranger to victory lane. Jeff Struck in the number 4S picked off the win Friday night at Davenport Speedway. And in uh, open wheel modified, Ray, man, Matt Werner. He won the makeup feature. The track was heavy, and then it started to slick off a little bit. Come back and won the regular feature. That's tough. Yeah. Ever won two features in one night? No, never. Wow. That, that's, that's something. That's a tough deal. Yeah. Ben Chapman uh, ended up picking off the sport mod feature win. Very emotional win for Ben Chapman. His grandfather passed away uh, last week, so he got you know, pretty emotional down in Victory Lane, but, uh, uh, you know, was uh, happy he was able to pick off the win. Sport Compact, things don't change. Kyle Hawkins in the number 28 picks off the Sport Contact, uh, Compact win. Coming up at Davenport Speedway, May 20th, we got a makeup late model in stock car feature event. That's going to be this Friday night at Davenport Speedway, and we'll be running late models, mods, street stock, sport mod, and sport compact, hot laps at 630. Racing to follow the grandstand admission, adults $12.00. 5 to 12, 5 bucks and 4 and under free. Gates open at 5 o'clock in the grandstand. And then coming up in two weeks, May 27th, we're going to have the Hoker Trucking East Series rolling to town, the SLMRs, 5,000 to win. We'll also be running IMCA Modified, Sport Mods, Street Stocks, and Sport Compacts. And uh, West Liberty will not be running Saturday night. They got graduation. So I got word today that uh, they're pulling the plug on Saturday night, and they're going to reschedule that race. It'll be on their uh, Facebook page, so make sure and check that out for the future dates. But uh, we will uh, get rolling here, Ray and Kayla. First picture, we're going to pop up. We're going to roll the clock way back. Number one, Wookie. Let's see what we got for number one. Who's that good-looking guy, Ray? Uh -huh. That's my idol. Man, I'm telling you what. 
East Moline Speedway. You can tell the yep. times. Uh, Skip Chick, his dad, Lloyd Chick, and he promoted East Moline Speedway back in the day. And uh, they uh, they call it, you know, Chicken Chick was the name of their promotions. But he's got a cigarette in his mouth like everybody had back then. And your dad's sitting down in Victory Lane in that number 11. And he, you're no different than your dad. I mean, look at that uh, beautiful-looking race car. And that was probably... You think, Ray, that was back in the 60s? Yeah, 67, I believe it was. Okay. I always, I always got a chuckle out of it because he's got an IMCA sticker right on the windshield there. Yeah, I like that. And then right below it, he had a wins uh, sticker, and there was yep. usually uh, a Bardall guy or a wins guy at the Speedway every night. And I was just a little kid, so, man, I'd go running up and 9, 10 years old, see how many decals or stickers I could pick up that night at the racetrack. So let's uh, look at number two, Wook. See what we got there. Another one, Skip Chick. Look at that. We got more cigarettes out there. The Bardall guy over there with the Bardall coat, and I'm sure your dad won that that night. Yeah. But check out part of that quarter panel uh, missing. Got the old exhaust pipe hanging out there, and it looked like a three-quarter ton truck rear end in that baby, but your dad's still sitting down in victory lane. Yeah. Yeah, he won a lot of races with that car. Man, a lot it, of races. It looks fast. Hey, we want to remind people out there, too, make sure you like and share this program right now. Share it with all the friends you can, and that will help, help us keep this thing on the air for free. So we're going to roll up a little bit uh, to the number three pick, and that one there must have been a night they were running powder puff because look at that pretty woman <laughs> in victory lane there. Yeah, that was mom out at Hawkeye Raceway. That would have been about 66 Okay. 65, 66. All right. That was Dad's new car back then. Okay. And then, Kayla, what do you think about that? Oh, I love it. I you, wish I could, like, have a time machine and go back and watch stuff like this. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, we just found footage of Grandpa racing, um, and Mom made a video for or a DVD for Dad for his birthday one year. It's just it's crazy. It is. It's crazy. You know, beautiful woman. I remember she worked out there at uh, Walcott Bank uh, when you and I were coming up, you, I, Rick, and Sam. Yeah. And uh, she she was just a wonderful woman. I, I got nothing but, uh, you know, kind uh, memories of your mother. And she really uh, treated everyone well. Remember, hey, we're going to be giving away some uh, prizes coming up here later on. We got a couple of Ray Cox Jr. T-shirts we're going to be giving away. And we got some C&W Trucking uh, T-shirts we're going to give away. So hang in there. We will give you the questions as the show moves uh, on and we'll see if you can come and win one of those uh, great looking t-shirts hey i wanted to ask you uh, you know a question too ray uh picture number five wookie put that up i want you to tell me the story of this number six car that you know i'm used to the number 11 car it's an iconic number i mean you've run it for 40 years and that you know when i think cox i think number 11 how do you end up with a number six on that? This was a car that um, he was actually, uh, he got partnered with um, uh, Jerry Reinhardt, I believe right. it was. Right, okay. And, uh, and it's they, a Mercury. Yeah, this was actually, from what I was told, was uh, an old Wood Brothers car. Oh, my God. that It looks like it. And it had, uh, if I remember right, a 427 Ford big block in it. Jeez. And it was, it was a good car. I mean, he... Dad absolutely fell in love with it the first time they raced it at Davenport. I mean, here you got a Mercury Comet, and, you know, wouldn't you just once, Ray, like to jump in that car with a 427 in it and wheel it around the track just so you could kind of feel what your dad felt? I 
dad said they didn't have power steering back there. And so, oh, you got to be a man. I, yeah. You got to muscle on things. <laughs> I mean, when I first started racing, we didn't have power steering, but I something that big with that big of a motor, I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know if I'd want to do that one. Yeah, we were a lot younger back then. Yeah, that's true. You know, I remember when Steve Lance uh, broke his wrist down at Peoria and I drove uh, Earthquake's uh, number three late model. The first night in that thing, he didn't have power steering on it. And I'm going to tell you, by the end of the feature, you're gassed, man. Your arms are cramping up, and uh-huh. you're like, hey, Steve Lance, uh, you know, he's built like uh, Hulk Hogan, and I carry a briefcase. So I'm like, man, you got to do something. you got to put some power <laughs> steering on this thing. But uh, now, uh, when you and I, Rick, and Sam were running around together, Wookie, let's uh, look at picture number six. This would be the first race car I remember oh, you God. having. That's up at East Moline Speedway up yep. at the Rockland County Fairgrounds. Now, do I remember right, Ray? You and Rick took turns driving that car? Yeah. This was a car that actually, uh, this was a brief story on this one. Um, Rick and uh, Will Sandman okay. um, <laughs> yeah. bought this car together. And I think they only paid like $375 for the car. Man, that's cheap racing. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Rick was working on it. I used to stop by once in a while and just see how things were going. And uh, I ended up buying into it. Yeah. And then Will stepped out. And then... It was at uh, Bill's garage. Well, right. then Dad stopped by one night, and he talked to Bill. And Bill actually used to build the motors for Dad when Dad raced. Oh, geez. So he put together a 307, you know, with just a little cam and some heads. And, and then Keith Waterman, who used to build Dad's roll cages, came okay. by the shop, built the cage for it. Right. So it was like all of Dad's crew got together and built this. And we were going to switch off driving with it. And um, the third night out, I actually stuffed it in the wall. Oh, East Walling and totaled it. And uh, Doug Hack could tell you a really good story about that. Because we ran a power glide transmission okay. in the car. And uh, they didn't know how they were going to keep it cool. Okay. So they came up with an idea of putting a chest behind the driver's seat, putting the transmission cooler in it, and fill it with ice. All right. Well, that night when I hit the wall, um, that chest broke. <laughs> All the water and everything was spilling out of the car and running down the track. Well, Doug Hack, he uh, started screaming and yelling because he thought fuel was running down the track. Right. So well, the fire crew come up there, and they're pulling me out of the car. And, and then they started figuring out why all the ice was all over the racetrack. So, hey, yeah. So it, it's kind of a funny story when we talk about it now. Oh, my God. They probably thought you had a six-pack of that yeah. thing or something. Oh, what a great story. So that uh, car, uh, you guys are trading off driving, but now the next one we're going to show, Wookie, let's look at uh, picture number seven. Now, this was a pro stock car, right, Ray? Yeah, they called it you know, street stock, pro stock. Um, that was actually a, a J.C. DeBille car. Wow. And uh, I bought that car off of uh, Richie Smith. Oh, okay. And he didn't, didn't, didn't want to finish it. He gave me a deal on the car, so uh, I got with Brad and – it, uh, the, the stub that was on that car was, it was a stock stub, but it was af- actually off an ARCA car. Okay. So it was pretty heavy, pretty stout, but uh, I put that together and we did well with the car. We won quite a few features with it, you know. Now, uh, that car was stunning. I mean, that was all airbrush paint on that yeah, thing? yep. Who did the airbrush work uh, for you? Bob Philpot down okay. in Muscatine. All right. His boy Troy now races. Right, and I remember still do that. Some lettering, yeah. Yeah, because that car, you know, you had the A&W sponsor. You had the Walcott refrigeration. Uh, I mean, the car was just stunning to look at. Now, the last picture we looked at had a 154 on it. 
How did you guys come up with number 154? It was actually um, 54 was the number we came up with. Okay. And that was uh, Rick's birthday and All my right. birthday put together. Oh. So then when we got to the track, there was already a 54 there, so then we had to put a one on it. Ah, yeah, they went so. and ruined it. I know. So the pro stock car we were looking at, that was number seven. Yep. Where did seven come from? Uh, right? My birthday is in July. Oh. So July, you know, July, you know, so it was the seventh month. So um, when we went to that, um, we actually had two cars. Uh, that was actually my car. Then um, mom wasn't real happy with me that I split off from the team. Yeah. <laughs> so she said I couldn't have the 11. So oh my. Uh, Richie Cummers built Rick a brand new car, and that they kept the 11 on that one. Oh, boy. How do you like that? Tyler Johnson uh, checking in. Also Tim Panache uh, up in Iowa City. Wayne Shipley. Wayne, good to have you on board. And Ray Who's that one there? J.R. Roofer. Uh, J.R. a he's a class act. I mean, he's, I went to school with Jerry and, and Lisa, his mom and dad, and okay. uh, they moved out to Roanoke, Indiana, okay. you know, to, to, to work in, at the GM plant out there. And, and uh, J.R. and uh, Jake actually drove Modifieds for quite a few years. Okay. Uh, Jake actually come back to Davenport and drove Keith Hayslip's car. Yeah, I remember that. For a special and won that race. But, uh, yeah, yeah J.R. is a great guy. Yeah. Brian Gotti checking in. Hey, let's go American Iron Racing Series. Yeah. Uh, love that 58 Ford, Brian's got. Thanks for checking in, Brian. Uh, the next show, or the next picture, is going to be number eight. Now, Ray, this was your first late model. Yeah. That was actually the the number seven car that we had, the, the, the Pro Stock Pro car. Pro Stock, okay. We, uh, we, Brad, we took it back down to Brad's, put it on okay. the jig, cut the stub off, put a tube stub on it, yeah. put a quick change under it. And then uh, we ran that, you know, when it was a UMP at the time. Good. And, um, I mean, I had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. But uh, UMP, that's a yeah. whole different ball game. whole different ball game, man. And, and, you know, I did that one year. And, and then uh, we actually ended up destroying that car out at Hawkeye Raceway. Wow. And we got Mike Whiteman checking in, the Centralia kit, and Ken Feller, promoter up there at Makokata. Welcome aboard, guys. So, hey, we're going to start uh, – Giving away some T-shirts. You want a Ray Cox uh, Jr. T-shirt? First question we got, where did Ray get his first feature win? Now, are we going to let all them guess at that, Ray? Sure. All right. Hey, everybody <laughs> can guess then. Where did Ray get his first feature win? Uh, we just need you to let us know, and you'll win one of those Ray Cox Jr. T-shirts. You can pick it up here at the Dunright uh, TV studio at 1414 West Locust here in Davenport, Iowa. Uh, right on the way to the speedway. So that would be, how do you like that? Wayne Shipley, my gosh, you got it. <laughs> Shipley guesses Hawkeye right off the bat. And uh, Wookie's getting your name wrote down. So Wayne, stop by the studio. We're at 1414 West Kimberly. Look us up on Facebook. It, Wayne, I don't know if you're in town now. If you need us to mail it out, uh, give uh, Misty a call and let us know. We can send that thing out to you in the mail but uh steve Irwin also guessing bob danielson east Moline speedway and wayne shipley says i was there so that's how he knew yeah all right we got a quick winner uh we got some more shirts we're going to be giving away in a little while so stay tuned in yeah i actually got to thank wayne too though yeah um this year we you know decided to go back to the crate motor okay and uh you know to order a brand new one they're like nine thousand dollars wow and i just was really 
kind of upset about the price that went up like that. And then uh, Wayne yeah. actually called me and said, he goes, I think I know where I can get with one. Oh, boy. Well, then uh, he got me hooked up with Todd Cooney. Oh, yeah. And Todd, right. Todd had one set in there. And oh, so we went up and bought it. But thanks, Wayne. Yeah. Hey, picture number 32. Let's get that up there, Wook, just to uh, take a look at Ray's oatmeal modified, and right above you, Kayla, when she was running the four-cylinder cars. Uh, crazy. Did you think, I mean, you know, you typically don't think of, you know, the women getting into racing, and yet, you know, you've had Janet Guthrie was very successful, Danica Patrick very successful, and Kayla, you were next in line. Yeah. Do you, so do you miss being behind the wheel? You know, I do and I don't. Um... I wish that I would have been able to keep racing, but, you know, I had that back injury, and um, I wish I had a quicker car, but Dad obviously had a different plan for me. He probably well, detuned it. Well, <laughs> no. It, no, come it, on, it, Dad. Actually, I was more concerned about safety than I was anything. Yeah. We, we actually drove up to Michigan and bought that car. Okay. And it was because the, the guy that had it, uh, the cage was put in um, by um, – I can't remember the name, but they're, they built asphalt late models. It was a good cage. So mm-hmm. it was a really good cage, and that was yeah. my biggest concern. So that's why we bought it. It was just a Ford Escort with a 1.9 in it, nothing real snazzy. Okay. But yeah. Brian Gotti did quite a bit of work to the engine for me, though. Oh, yeah, the so Ford we, man. We had to do something. All right. Hey, let's go to picture uh, nine now, Wook. Now, this car, you know, you were with Rob Gus. And, you know, of course, Gus family, his dad was Bob Gus and Ray Gus and Ray Gus Sr., his uncle and his uh, cousin. But uh, where would that have been at, Ray? That was actually at West Liberty. It, it looks like yep. West Liberty. Okay. Yeah. Rob asked me to drive the car a couple of times. They were having some issues with it. I yeah. drove it at East Moline, and we did well. And then uh, Knoxville actually was just starting back up at that okay. time. So we went down for four races down at Knoxville, and we won three of them. Wow. You know, and then we went to West Liberty and won season championship there. And, and was that season championship, yep, right, Ray? Yep, that was season championship. Uh, and what year would that have been? 86. 86. Yep. My God. You know, it was amazing that, uh, you know, you jumped that 9G car and, uh, you know, and we were racing back then. You know, it was a fast car, but it was not one of the highest dollar cars out there. No. But, man, you got behind the wheel of that thing and good things happened. Yeah, it was it was a fun car to drive though. Yeah, so uh, man, I want to ask you, uh, Ray. So, what was your most favorite racing memory when you were uh, you're still behind the wheel? But you know, the best thing you ever had to happen to you behind the wheel of a race car? Probably, you know, I mean, I won you know won the national series in '87. Yes, you know that was a big deal. Yes, um, but the one that eluded me so much and the one I really wanted was the Ronnie Weed Memorial. Oh, yeah, and you got you know, one of those, right? Yep, right? yep. Yeah. And, yep, we won that. And, you know, it's just, like I say, growing up as a kid, um, we lived in Pleasant Valley. Oh, man. And we lived just a few houses down from Ronnie. Yeah. So Dad was racing, you know, and Dad and Ronnie hung out together all the time. And we would go down to Ronnie's house, and I'd set Ronnie's car or yes. set on the car, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, and he would talk to me. And even when we raced together, when he was still racing Modifieds, um, I remember one night I got into him. <laughs> and it, it wasn't on purpose. It was an accident, you know, but I went over to him and he said, uh, why don't you come in here and sit down for a minute? You know, so oh I boy. walked into his trailer and I sat down and he said, you know what you did wrong, right? I said, yeah, that's why I come over. He goes, okay. He goes, you remember that? And that was it. 
that was it. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, I mean, so he was he he was a really cool guy, and I really really wanted to win one of those races. All right. So hey, we got uh, question number two. Giving away another T-shirt. What chassis did Ray run during his 1987 National Series Championship? What brand car? Boy, there's a lot of them out there then. Dirtworks were uh, really setting the world on fire. Yeah. Harris cars. So we need to know what brand car Ray was running when he won that National Series title. And let's talk about that a little bit, Ray. I mean, my gosh, uh, you know, Dan and I were chasing the the national title that year, and you're out on the road all the time. I mean, literally, you race from Texas to Florida to how many yeah, different states? We were Oklahoma. Uh, we were down in Indiana. We raced. I mean, we raced two asphalt shows in Indiana. Sure. We went down to Kentucky and raced three. Yeah. You know, three races in the Kentucky swing. I mean, yeah, we were all over. We put a lot of miles on the vehicle that year. Wookie. We got a winner, Steve Johnson. Looks like he's the one. Yeah, Steve actually had a car, too. He had a J.C. DeVille car. Hey, they were good cars. Yes, they were. Now, Ray, am I remembering correctly? In 1987, you probably could have got a DeVille car for about seven grand. That's when, when we were on the National Series that year. Okay. Um, we had $7,200 in that car race ready. Hmm. Ready to hit the track. I mean, it, it, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, compared to, yeah. I mean, well, we compared just, to what just we're, said, you know, uh, Crate Motors now are 9000 just for the engine. You know, uh, those National Series races, I remember I won a few of them. We ended up, uh, they were paying a 1000 to win back right. then. Yep. And I remember Dan Nord and I, we built a lot of our own stuff, and you drove for Dan, too. Uh, we had 3500 in the car when we went to the racetrack. We won the season opener up at East Moline, the IMCA National event. Then uh, we went to uh, Princeton, Illinois, passed Bob Pierce on the white flag. We won that. There was a 1000 And then the next event we ran was uh, Knoxville, Illinois. And we won that uh, fair race, you know, and all of a sudden, you've about got a race car paid off. Now, you can't do that today. No. The wife and I talked about that before, too, because she, you know, knows the expenses. And she said, there's no way. Even if you won, you know, 30 features, 20, 30 features. Right. You know, by the time you pay your expenses and the car and everything else, there's there's, there's no way to pay it off. Yeah. You know, when we ran that national series, I got a lot of seconds. Yeah, a lot, a lot I mean, of them. When we were down in Texas, I got a second down there and got another four hundred dollar bonus for being the farthest pull. You know, Ain't so that, that was four, you know that was twelve hundred dollars that we ended up with that race. Take that money. Yeah. Picture number ten. Now this guy here, I got to tell you, you know, I had a lot of good times. You, I, Sam, uh, you know, a lot of, when when we were all growing up together, uh, Sam, I, Ray Cox, and Rick, we all ran around together and. Spent a lot of nights at uh, Stage West, Beethoven's, and then we'd get, roll into Perkins' restaurant about uh, 2, 3 in the morning, whatever time it was. And if it was race night, well, we went racing, and then we went to Stage West or Beethoven's. But, yeah. you know, Rick, uh, I got to say, that guy, you know, I loved him. Uh, life's a funny thing. I'm 63 years old. You never know when the good Lord's going to call you home. But uh, when I look back, you know, if God gave me a magic wand and said, hey, change anything you want, Shane. Uh, we all had bumps, bruises. We made some mistakes, but I don't think I'd change anything. I'd, I'm still blessed that I met uh, Rick. I miss a guy. Uh, you know, he was a, a hell of a race car driver and won a lot of races. And, uh, I mean, you know, the love, you know, I had for my brother Sam. He's still hanging in there. We're both getting older, but the love you had for uh, Rick. And, you know, he was not only a great brother, but a great competitor. Yeah. And what race would that have been, Ray, that he won there? 
That was at East Moline. Okay. Um, I'm not sh- No, you know what? That's not East Moline. I think that's Knoxville. Yeah, that's I actually think you are Knoxville. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think that's me standing in the background, though, on the left. Yeah, um, what the, What in the world are you doing there? Yeah, well, you know, you got to support your brother, too. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I think we, we might have got third that night. Yeah. Think, but, uh, yeah, he won a lot of races, and how he did it, you know, I mean, it's, it, Rick was – he could drive the wheels off anything. Yeah. And, I mean, they would not work on the car until race day. I mean, what, you the, know? what the heck? <laughs> you know, we're sitting there. We got the cars unloaded, washed. We got them out in the air. You had a list a mile yeah. long of stuff you want to do. And Rick's car sitting on a trailer. And, and yeah. Sam, you know, Sam was the same way. Sit on the trailer. Well, it's race night. We better do something. We better put some gas in it and charge yep. the battery. Yep. Exactly. Thinking, that's, that's the way Rick was. Hey, uh, picture number 11. Now, these were two of the most beautiful cars of that era, yeah. and I want to ask you something. So, Ray, I'm looking at it. That car had chrome rub rails uh-huh. and chrome bumpers on it. And the, the thing I loved about it, what's the story on Bradana Incorporated that was your sponsor? Where'd you get them from? Oh, Bradana Incorporated was out of Naples, Florida. Oh, and, okay. And uh, Brad Steinman actually, at the time, when I was younger, lived in Walcott. All right. And uh, I went out with his daughter a few times. You know, and we just, the family was really good friends. Yeah. And um, one night I was, uh, when we were putting that car together, that was in 87, uh, he came out to the shop where we were at, and he was looking at the car, and he says, "Uh, you don't have it lettered yet. I said, no. He goes, I want those doors. Really? And I said, okay. He goes, and he pulled out a checkbook, wrote the check. The rest is history. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I seen that on there, I didn't know, I wasn't familiar with that name. But, you know, both cars were, you know, absolutely stunning. And, again, you know, all airbrush work on that thing. And I think the Bray Dana had had a palm tree to the left of it. And I knew there was probably a connection to Florida, but I never yeah. did uh, hear the story from you. But beautiful cars. Now, I want to ask you something. Did that chrome make you go faster? Because I tried that once, too. <laughs> no, it, 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 that chrome actually had bullseyes on it. It did, man. You know? People just wanted to run into that shiny yes. stuff. Yeah, every time I put a chrome wheel on the car, I, I just tell her all the time, I hated to put chrome or anything on the car because it seemed like it got wrecked the first night you took it out. <laughs> hey, we got another T-shirt we're going to give away. This one, a uh, C&W Trucking. Uh, what year did Ray Cox Jr. start racing in? Hello to Wes Digman joining us and Tim Hazen, the number 97. Uh, nice to see you on board, former track champion at Hawkeye Raceway and late model. But uh, what year did Ray Cox Jr. start racing? What do you like? Boy, Bob wow. Danielson. How did, wow. you know, Bob, I think what he does, he finds out who our guest is going to be every week. And researches. And then he researches <laughs> and then studies, and he's probably got Wait, more T-shirts. 1950. 1950 <laughs> from Dave Hammond. Wow. How old are you? You're looking pretty good for your age there, Ray. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do you enjoy most about driving a race car? Just being around people. You yeah. know, I mean, I, I enjoy people, you know, when people come down and just, you know, bull crap with you. I mean, I enjoy that. I just, you know, over the years racing, I have met so many people and made so many friends. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that's what, that's what keeps me going. Okay. You know, yeah. I mean. Yeah. When you talk about, you know, it, it's really is a family affair. When I talked about your mom and dad and, you know, you boys being in racing and now your daughter uh, being at the track with you. And, uh, you know, I see that every week when they're coming in the gate at uh, Davenport and coming in up at Liberty 
uh, it's a family affair, man. You get the whole family involved there. Yeah. And uh, what other sport can you be involved in where the whole family's involved? I mean, yeah, you can sit up there and watch your son run track, but I mean, as far as getting in the down and dirty, turning wrenches and all that stuff, nothing yeah. better than dirt track racing. Yeah. You know, when uh, when we had uh, our number 11 car, uh, it was Herschel Roberts' old Sanger chassis that we had. Yeah. Um, we ran that at East Moline. We would switch off on Friday and Sunday nights. Okay. And at the time, Jim and Joe Ross were okay. switching off driving as well. All right. I well, remember that. Mr. Ross and his wife, they would bring a gallon of wine, and <laughs> Mom and Dad would bring a big meat and cheese tray. And after the oh, races, they would man. sit there and eat and drink wine after yeah. the races, you know, and everybody would just put out lawn chairs, at, you know. Yeah. You know, it's. We would take a gas grill to the track. And yeah. I remember, I remember Vern leaving Hawkeye. And he'd say, hey, just lock the gate when you leave. And so we'd get out the gas grill, fire it up. We'd make burgers, brats, hot dogs, and everybody just sit around and have a good time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was part of the great memories I got with uh, mom and dad and your mom and dad. And I remember Mike Weikert's uh, mother, she would always bring something in a pickle jar, and I don't know what they are because I never ate them. But, boy, everybody sure loved them, and, and she'd share them with everybody. And You know, when we went out to uh – Indiana racing, you know what I was telling you earlier, um, JR's mom wouldn't make a full spread of food. She'd have oh a big crock pot of roast beef or, you know, and, and salads and desserts, and they'd have it in the trailer, and we would sit there and just pig out all Man, night long. I should have been you know? traveling with you. Yeah. <laughs> and all that good food. Uh, we also got Wendy Davison out there, Padovich. Uh, thanks for tuning into the show. And, Bob, you're on there every week. Carl Thompson. Uh, Burl Howell. Watching from Makokota. Thanks for tuning in, Burl. Yeah, Burl and I used to work together at Rotman's. Yeah. You know, Makokota. Oh, yeah, there. right. Yeah. And so you're at Rotman Motors. You also spent time up in West Liberty up there, right? Yep, at Ron Alpin Ford. Okay. You know. And where are you working at now? Uh, right now I'm at Finn and Ford up in Dubuque. Okay. All right, a little bit more of a drive. but Yeah, yeah it's all highway, though. It only takes about 30 minutes to get to work every yeah, day. Yeah, it ain't like the old days. You know, when you and I started in racing, I mean, it was two-lane blacktop roads. Today they got four lane yeah. highways going yeah. everywhere. So the kids today they got it made. Yep. They get on their GPS. We had to get it out an old dusty map or a Ram McNally, and you know you drive by you know the racetrack six times before you find out. Oh, that's where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> so uh, talk a little bit about uh, you know, and you've done a little bit of that. The cost of racing today. What did you have in Kayla's car when you uh, hit the racetrack? I think you know by the time we bought it and then uh, did everything, I think we had. Gosh, I think between three thousand and thirty-five hundred dollars. Okay. I mean, I like I said, we you know we bought the car strictly for safety, and then once we got it, I actually made some more modifications to make it safer. I bought sure. her a really good racing seat, you know, okay. brand new belts, you know, suit, helmet, you know. I mean, I made sure she had all the safety equipment on. So, you know, the safety equipment now is is even. You know everything. Everything's so much getting better. Up. Yeah, it's yeah. so much better than what it was. But uh, yeah, I, I remember when we first started racing, we wore t-shirts. Remember yeah. that? Oh yeah, yeah. t-shirts and white pants. As long yeah. as you had white pants on, yeah. you know you'd you burn up in a minute. But as long as you had a t-shirt and white pants, you, you were, were good, good to go. go. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I remember going to the racetrack back in the day, and like you go to East Moline, and now this is back when my dad was racing. We're looking at. I started in '75, so uh, they actually had a board in the pit shack, and it had one through a hundred on it. And so when you came up there, you know, if somebody already had number 56, like Gary Webb and late model, they'd have an extra. So they knew Webb had it. So you'd have to pick a number nobody else had. 
and that kind of went away in the 70s, but uh, it was just the way they did things back then. We didn't have technology, so today you just put in the X next to the number. Somebody else has got it, but uh, uh, getting dirty and dusty at the racetrack, has that ever been an issue for you, Ray, or you? That's one of the part of the love of dirt track, and what do you think, Kayla? Okay, he's going to lie about this. Okay. He always says that he wants to go back to asphalt racing so bad so he could just blow the car off with a blow gun at the end and get all the <laughs> dust from the concrete off well, the asphalt. Well, like I say, when we raced asphalt, you know, I mean, we did all those on the National Series. We did yeah. a few times, and then I went down I-70, raced down there. Oh, yeah. And uh, when I come back, um, I I drove for John Durbin, yep. John and Marianne, for a while. And John asked me at the time in 80... Eight, I think I believe it was or no 80 I don't remember what year I think it was it was in the late 80s they uh, they paved Hawkeye Downs okay and John that. John asked me what I thought about that and I said yeah let's do it you know so we would go there and uh, the car that I was driving he always had the slicks already on it yeah and he would get to the track dismount all his dirt tires mount all his asphalt tires and wow. we would race there and, and I mean we had a good time and then uh, in '91, I got uh, coupled with some guys up in Hawk, up in Cedar Rapids, and okay. uh, we raced a, a late model one year, and then did a modified for three years up there. You bring the car home, back it off the trailer, and just get the dust rod, and oh, just kind of wipe man. the dust off. And every other race, you you know, shop back the the asphalt stuff out of the inside of the car. So it, I mean, I mean, it was kind of nice. Oh, but you know, dirt's where it's at, though. I mean, I miss the asphalt, I do, but. Uh, Dirt is where I was brought up at. I remember, uh, you know, the year I was inducted in the Hall of Fame up at East Moline, Terry Ryan was inducted too. Also, the NASCAR Terry Ryan. Mm -hmm. And I said to him, hey, you know, uh, did you love it when you went to asphalt racing? And he said, you know what, Shane, there ain't nothing like going down a, you know, like he was talking about Ducoin and down at Springfield. You know, you're doing 150 down a straightaway on dirt, and then you got to hang a left. He said, no, that's fun. He said, but Daytona, you about fall asleep going down the back stretch. So, <laughs> You know, I guess uh, teach your own. I love it all. It's all racing. I just uh, prefer the dirt tracks. Yeah. Yep. Hey, so uh, how many different tracks do you think you've raced on, Ray? I mean, when oh, we talk Lord. about, you know, that National Series back in the day, I mean, 50 tracks? Uh, yeah, probably 50, 70. I mean, when, we, when we'd go down to Florida for the Winter Series, Rick would run the dirt tracks. I'd run all the asphalt tracks. So, I mean, I was at Auburndale, Lakeland, Bronson, yeah. you know, on the asphalt down there. And then, um, Jesus, there's so many. So, I mean. Sam was sending me back pictures. Sam had go, went with Rick uh, down there to Florida. And I just remember saying, man, you know, they're in Florida because there's palm trees and coconuts hanging above your head. Yeah, I remember the year Sam went there. with us down yeah. there. That was a good time. Yeah, he said it was a great time, man. He loved it. Uh, so... I would ask, I usually ask the guests, hey, what do you think about women in racing? But obviously, you got a daughter that race, so you're cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the only thing I didn't like about it, you know, I mean, I, I probably aged 15 years, you know, in the years. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I was so nervous. And uh, when she wrecked her car, I mean, I was like, finally, we're done. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, the, the mindset of some of the guys out there that race, yeah. you know, don't want a girl on the racetrack. I know, and, that's you know, crazy. And, and it, it's sad to see that, you know. Right. And, you know, she got picked on quite a bit, you know, just because she was a girl. And, and I w really wish that people didn't, you know, feel that way. Yeah. 
Hey, let's look up here. Robbie Verbeck watching from a tractor in the middle of a bean field. <laughs> the Verbeck brothers. Uh, hey, Robbie, glad you're watching us. Uh, probably down in Anawan, just uh, finally getting in the fields with all this rain we've had. Uh, thank you for tuning in tonight. Carl Thompson, what was Ray's most scary moment in dirt track racing? Oh, I, I mean, I hate I hate fires. Yeah. I mean, that's... That's probably, and that's probably why I, I, you know, always bought all the gear that I wear, you know. Right. I mean, um, I think it probably goes back to Jeff Walker. Okay. You know, that night, um, right. he actually, before he went out for that race, came by my my truck to see if I had an extra pair of gloves. Okay. Which I always do, and, and he knew that. And uh, I wasn't there, so yeah. he went out without the gloves that night. And Rick and I were actually standing right there in turn one when that happened. Yeah, man, that you was know, a bad night. Yeah, I mean, Rick and I, I, I don't even remember jumping over the wall down to the track, but yeah. Rick and I were down there in just a split second to help him. Wow. You know, I, I it just, you know, it was like it was happening in slow motion. Yeah. And I remember Sam and I going up to see Jeff Walker in the hospital probably, you know, it was shortly after. It may have been the next day. And, uh, my God, you know, if you've ever been in the fire, uh, it, it's the worst pain you'll ever feel. And so, uh, you know, it's amazing when I see Jeff running in street stock right now. Yeah. See him out there running at Davenport Speedway on Friday nights. Uh, because, boy, he went through a lot, and there was a long recovery period. Yeah, yeah I got upside down in East Moline a few years back. And, I, I mean, I was okay. It was fine. I was just sitting there, and I said, you know, get the car rolled back over, you know, and then get out of here. And next thing you know, I looked over on the roof, and I see alcohol running past my head and I was oh, like, okay, man. time to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you have any racing superstitions? I sit over there on Friday nights. Now we got Ray, people who only draw with their left hand out of the chip draw. We got people that when they put on their gloves, they put on the right glove first and the left. I mean, I watch these people and you know, I'm just amazed and uh, you know, I got the luxury of being able to do that now that I'm out there, not out there running with you guys, but what are your racing superstitions? Um, definitely no chicken. On race night okay we you know we had uh, back when we had the thunder valley car um we went to the track and we we had a bad week the week before and this one right. when kevin was promoting and they had the uh, hard luck award okay and it was a uh, take a licking yeah right i remember that and we got it and so we stopped at kentucky fried chicken got a bucket of chicken and brought it to the track we ate it that night well then that night the battery cable fell off the car in the feature Oh, come on. Somebody run into the back of us and punched a baseball-sized hole right through the fuel cell. So oh, alcohol geez. was pouring out everywhere. Yeah. So it bent the tail on the car. So then I started reading an article about the Kasiskis, what they said about chicken before the races. Okay. So that was it. Now no more never, chicken. No more chicken. You know, but, in uh, and you're talking about TVM, of course, Thunder Valley Mods were Shram's cars, and they love chicken. Yeah. And they eat a lot of chicken. Yeah. And But, hey, I'm with you. But when you talk about the gloves and stuff, I mean, when I put my, my, my gear on, I put my right shoe on first. Yeah. I, and when I get in the car, I put my right glove on first. Yeah. I, it's, hey, it's, it's just just the way you do it. You yeah. don't let us eat peanuts either. Oh, yeah. No. Peanuts, that's, oh, peanuts. That's, that's taboo, out. too. That's for, <laughs> if we have a bad night, the first thing I'll do is ask Michelle if she had peanuts. Yeah, there you, know, you go. Or, it's Michelle's or, fault. Or, or Kayla will narc her out. Ah, <laughs> that's that's a good time. Well, uh, let's see. we got some questions up there. Oh, Hey, Brian Gotti talking about Emily. She always fat by, fought back by beating them, and she won a lot of races. Boy, Emily, uh, glad to see her back in one of those Ayers cars. Uh, and 
Let's see what else we got here. Congratulations on your retirement. When that happens at the end of the season, Ray, I already asked you before the show started, but, man, you're going to miss it. I, yeah, I probably will. I yeah. probably will, but, you know, like I say, 44 years we've been doing this. We've been having Amazing. fun. We, I, I have accomplished, you know, everything plus some. Everything. Everything I set out to do. Yeah. You know, and, and it's been fulfillment. You know, I've been happy. You know, but it's, you know, growing up, getting older, um, you know, I've got grandkids now, you know, yeah. it's it's time to kind of kick back and, you know, enjoy life a little bit. Okay. Now, are you going to be one of those guys, like I was talking to Rocket Rob Tolan tonight, you know, on the way over here to the show, and he has a hard time going to the racetrack when he's not racing. Will you be one of those guys that can go to the track and watch races, or what do you think, Gail? Oh, you will go with me and Oh, uh, yeah, we'll go and watch, <laughs> but... It, it, we found ourselves that when her and I go to Davenport or, you know, if we go to the side to watch or we go yeah. somewhere else, I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, it's so bad at me, but I critique everything that happens on the track. You know, it's like, he needs to change that and he's got the wrong stagger. I mean, it's, it's, it's terrible. Man, you ran uh, West Liberty opening night this year. I was happy to see you there, Ray. You finished fifth. Uh, you know, a stellar field of uh, modifieds there. Yeah. And, man, you pulled off fifth-place run, first time on a half mile in a while? Well, yeah, it was first time on a half mile for a while and first time with that car. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I was happy with the outcome of the way it was, but right. like I mentioned to you, it was a little spooky, too. Well, man, you know? I, I, you know, I'm sitting up there, you know, I'm watching you because we're friends, and, uh, you know, you're running through one and two, you ain't lifting. That car's on the bar, the engine's, uh, you, know, uh, you know, on the chip, and you're hammered down. And I think the only place I'd see lift was down there in three and four. You'd have to burp it for a little bit. Yep. And that, I mean, that's scary. Yeah, it, it was. And, and I actually told them when I got out of the car, um, my hands were shaking a little bit. Yeah. You know, and I said, I've never, you know, I felt like I'd never been that fast. I mean, I've rode a lot of laps at West Liberty. Yeah. But I don't think um, I was ever that spooked before. Yeah. The you car know, was I mean, pinned to the racetrack yeah. and flying. You know, and I, you know, like, I mentioned, you know, I had a vibration the last three laps. Okay. And, you know, I kept thinking, oh, my God, wheels coming loose, wheels coming loose. And I was like, and you start playing all these scenarios in your right. head. What could possibly happen, you know, at 100 mile an hour going into the corners? Yeah. You know, and I was like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Pull off, you know? And it's like, no, there's only three more laps. I could do this. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> so what was the vibration? Uh, we ended up uh, bending a bolt on the brake floater. Oh. And the brake floater cammed over. So every time when I was getting into the corner, it was pulling down on, when I was trail breaking the car, getting in, um, it was it was pulling down on the pinion. I got you. So the drive shaft and the yoke on the, the pinion were, were hitting. Okay, all right. So it still could have been bad, but, you know. So uh, if you could race, uh, you know, with any driver from back in the day, be a teammate with them. I mean, you and Rick uh, were running around as teammates for a long time. Sam and I were teammates. Driving for Norton. If you could pick one driver from back in the day, you know who would that driver be? You talked about Whedon. Would it be a Whedon, or who would who would you like to be your teammate? Uh, um, God, there's so many good guys. There really is. You know, I mean, we grew up in the golden era racing. Yeah. So when you're talking about, you know, Mike Neffnager, and you know, you just go down the list. Mel Morris. Mel Morris. Yeah. I Dick. mean, Mel. I mean, you know. I used to, you know, as a kid, you know, when I was watching Mel Morris race, you know, yeah. and if things didn't go his way, you know, or something didn't happen, <laughs> he, you know, he'd have his hand waving at the flagman with one finger, you know, and right. I, I, I'd laugh. I, I mean, I thought that was yeah. the greatest thing, you know. 
and people had, would cheer them, you know, for that. You remember that chant they had? I'd sit over at Davenport. You know, you had the the Whedon crowd, you had the Mel Morris crowd, you had the Gus crowd. Uh, you know, everybody had their certain area you had to sit yeah, in. It was rip them up, tear them up, give them hell, Mel. There you go. That was the one. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yep. That was it. I'm like, man, I want to get old enough so I can have my own chant like Mel Morris. Yeah. But boy, that guy would put on a show. Yeah, he would. He That's really good. would. So, would the guy be uh, Mel Morris you'd race with? You could have for a teammate. You know, probably. You know, that would be a good one. But I, I, it probably like what Kayla always wanted. I'd always want to race with my dad. Oh yeah, no kidding. You know, if I had to go back, you know, back that <laughs> far, you know, it would be fun to race with my dad. Yeah, ain't that the truth? He was a great guy. Dan Spratt, could we possibly get this live inside our group at American Residential Rights Equality? Dan, you talked to me about that. Uh, please send me a friend request on Facebook to Shane Davis, and I will accept it, and I will uh, I am you, give you my phone number. We can talk on the phone, and we'll make that happen. So uh, what was Ray's favorite track and why? That's Mike Buren uh, chiming in. West Liberty. West Liberty, okay. West Liberty, yeah. And I, I've always said that if I didn't live four blocks from Maquoketa, we'd race West Liberty. Yeah. You know, I mean, I like the track. I mean, it's it's a, it's a fun, you know, but like I said, I'm a little older now, so it's a little spookier. Right. But, yeah, I I mean, um, West Liberty's always been one of my favorites. I remember uh, Sam and I would go up there off and on with uh, Dan, and we always had good luck up at Liberty uh, running the half mile. But the one thing I liked about it, you know, you and I were bullring racers, so we'd be in there, you know, pounding it out, hammering it out, and then, you know, you'd have uh, you have pound all the dents out the next week before you went to the racetrack right. again. But Liberty, I mean, I I never tore my car up. I felt blessed, but I thought, man, on the rare occasion there was a wreck. Oh boy! I had two of them there. I you, destroyed two cars at oh Liberty. God. One of them was actually in '87 during the National Series. Okay. We had uh, we Brad wanted to try some things on the car. All right. So we we changed some things and we went there, and. Uh, we were headed down the back stretch in a feature, and uh, John Irwin was leading. Okay. Steve Johnson was second. I was third. All right. And uh, John Irwin blew an engine. Uh, and when he did, it laid down a huge smoke screen. You couldn't even see where you were going oh, at all. Oh, man. And the next thing you know, I hit something really hard, and I didn't know what it was. Okay. And it was like a, a split second after it ended up being Steve Johnson. I had to ran the driver's door because oh, he geez. got sideways. And uh, a split second after I hit him, uh, I got hit from behind, okay. and it was actually uh, John Brumley. Oh boy! Didn't see me, and he actually went under the car so far it keyed the oil pan in on the engine. Oh my gosh! <clears throat> so we it destroyed the car, and like I said, we were in a, a, a spot where we were, we were off for two weeks okay. on the national series, and uh, Stevie Burrows, Paul Burrows, yep. you know his dad, they actually bam, bam. yep they got the car tore apart. I ended up spending a couple of days in Iowa City. Okay. The deal with a concussion and they got the car tore apart um down to brad's put a new new rear tail new front stub okay. got the car new rear end got the car completely assembled and we got it done and loaded it and headed for kansas for the next race oh my god that is a story yeah. you know what back then man we used to work on them things around the clock yeah. we were dedicated yeah hey we got another t-shirt we're going to give away now what year did Ray Cox Jr. drive his first IMCA modified? You've seen pro stocks out there and everything else, but I want to ask you what year he drove his first IMCA modified. 
And if you're the lucky winner, you can head down here to 1414 West Locust and pick up a T-shirt. Uh, Wookie, let's go to picture number 13. I got a question for Ray on this one. Now, that car, Randy Ray, Randy's Ray Smart. Yep. Man, that was a great guy. Randy he had Hurst, great yep. cars. They were another winner. Kevin Feller. Yeah. How do you like that? That's cheating. Cheat. <laughs> Cheat. Hey, so uh, the K2, where did that come from, Ray? Um, Kayla. Okay. And her birthday was February 2nd. Oh, hey, how do you like that? All right. Well, I remember when you came out with that car, it was a beautiful car, but I thought, okay, I never did ask you what the K2 come from. But, you know, Randy Ray Smart, you know, at that time, was he building Leaf Spring were the FR1 cars? Yeah, FR1, yeah. And, and then he had the, the Quail cars, which were called, what did um, he call those? Um, anyway, he had a different yeah. name for both yeah. of them, but boy, they were both fast. Yeah, that car was, um, we picked that car up locally. And it was a uh, just a, a three-link car is all it was. Okay. You know, and the coil in the front on the left, coil in the back on the right. And the car, it was... The car worked phenomenal. It was. The car yeah. was quick. And we actually won the Iowa State Championship down in Burlington with that car. I mean, is that crazy? Yeah, we showed up down there just like that. Okay. And uh, the next day, I got a phone call from Randy. <laughs> and he says, hey, were you racing in Burlington? I said, yeah. He goes, did you win? I said, yeah. Yeah. He goes, yeah. He says, some guy said you showed up in just a black pickup, flatbed trailer with race mark. Okay. And you, you kicked everybody's butt. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, we were there. Uh, race mark Raider. There there we go. Yeah, yeah the Raider was the, uh, you know, the spring car. Yeah. And then the least spring was FR1. FR1, but yeah. What the, and, and this means nothing. Back in the day, there were two brothers that run those race mark FR1 cars, and they were winning everything. I remember seeing them up at the uh, Super Nationals. It probably would have been about, uh, you know, it was probably in the 90s, you know, 95. And uh, I just, I could never uh, remember what their names were. But anyway, good to know the Race Smart Raiders. Uh, Brian Gotti came up with that name, Wayne Shipley. Kevin says, give the T-shirt to somebody else. You know, I think uh, Ray's going to have to bring that <laughs> home and uh, give it to you, Kevin. So let's uh, take a look at picture number 14, Wook. That would be... You know, this was uh, back in the Big John Brockman uh, days yep. and Herbie. Yep. Now, now Ray, uh, you know, I lost track of uh, Herbie. Is Herbie still around? Yeah, he's um, he's still a walkout. He's he's okay. living in like an assisted living now. He's retired. <clears throat> okay. Kind of kick back, relaxing. All right. But that seventy was kind of honoring Big John Brockman yep. back this in those was, days. I was racing uh, for Chuck Pershing at the time. Troy Folkerts, you're right. Ryan Gotti, that's the brothers. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was racing for uh, Chuck Persian. We were running the Chryslers. Yeah. And uh, John uh, showed up at the track one night at Eastwell Lane, and he says, uh, he goes, what's a, what's a guy got to pay a shoe in a car? I said, what, you know, what are you talking about? Yeah. He goes, I'm looking for a driver. Are you kidding and me? And I said, okay. And it was the last race of the season. All right. And he says, I bought a car. Why don't you come look at it? Okay. So I went out to his shop the next day, and I recognized the car. It was Randy Wages. Shaw oh, car. okay. You know, and I said, yeah, I'll drive this. Yeah. Absolutely. So we uh, put the car together, and we won the first night out with it at Maquoketa. The first, it was actually season opener, the first time Maquoketa was back in business. Yeah. You know, we won that race, and wow. we, we had pretty good success with that car. Oh, boy. Hey, picture number 15, Walk. Let's look at that. That's... uh. Uh, one of Dino Dan's cars, and, you know, 
Norton was kind of like a mad scientist. That guy, <laughs> you know, he built some stuff. And, I, you know, I got to a point when I was driving for him, I said, don't tell me what's in the motor. I don't want to lo- know what's in the motor. Uh, you know, I just knew it'd be fast. Yeah. And was this down at Alito. Alito? Yep. And you won. Three out of the four races we went down there. Three out of four in that thing. Yeah. Man, that was a good car. It was. We we won quite a few. One out of Hawkeye Raceway with it. One at East Moline with it. Um, yeah, it was. When you say that about the motors, it was. It was. <laughs> yeah, you never knew. Yeah, I mean, I would have walked in on him one time when he was putting one together, and I just looked at it, and it's like, what are you gonna do with that? Yeah. Watch when you run tonight, right? Yeah. And <laughs> we put that motor in the car. We won. Yeah. I mean, it was. It was. Dan was. He was like a scientist when it come to that stuff. He was. So that guy, now, I don't recognize that guy with dark hair that's flagging. Who would that be? <laughs> that's that's pretty Doug Hack. Pretty Doug Hack, back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because there's a lot of pictures that I have. He's yeah. in almost every one of them. I know, man. You know, what? You know, another legend racing. I mean, you got Doug out there. You got Kevin up at uh, McCoquita. And we all been around this game a lot of years. And, uh, uh, you know, it's going to be a sad day when – we kind of step back and let the young guys uh, take over, but it's going to happen one of these days. Yeah. Hey, uh, picture 16, Wook. Uh, let's put that up and see what that one was. There you go. Yeah, and that was, uh, must have been up at Tipton, or was that, no, that at was, Makokoda? Oh, that was at Makokoda. When, when Darkside was promoting yep. up there. Yep. Okay. That, that was a car that uh, I bought off of Chris Stein. Well, actually, a buddy of mine in Cedar Rapids uh, bought the car okay. from Chris Stein. Okay. And uh, what kind of car was that? That was a Mach One. All right. I was just going to ask you that. Yeah, that was That's a Mach One. And then I ended up buying the car, and we won a ton of races with yeah. that one. We um, we actually took the the back road challenge and mid season championship with it. Okay. And um, we came to the front and won. Man, that's and awesome. And then uh, I asked Timmy and Ryan, I said, are you guys going to do that for season championship? And they go, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> they didn't want to pay out all that money. That's what it was. Yeah, but that was that was an awesome car. Yeah. Boy, and Dave, here he is, you know, yep. after all these years, standing there with you in victory lane. Yep, Dave was doing all our shocks for us at that time. Man, and then, you know, of course, Kayla. And who's the little one in there? Uh, that was a trophy girl. I'm not sure who she was. Oh, sure. You know, it's one of the nice things they do up at Liberty now. They have a drawing for all the kids, and they – one of the kids, uh, you know, gets to be the trophy presenter that night. And I know that, uh, you know, it means a lot to a lot of yeah. those kids. Yeah, they like that stuff. So uh, let's take a look at uh, picture number 18. There you go. Yeah, I like the, that red. And that's back when you were running Brian Gotti uh, motors. Yep, yep okay. that's, that's the Mach 1 there, too. And so tell me, Ray, were you running, uh, you weren't, you were running an open motor. Mm-hmm. Was that the. 348 or what what motor was in that car that was the chevy so that was that one there was actually a 383 um which i, I just sold that motor like four, three or four weeks ago are you kidding me I, I kept that motor we won so many races with that engine. just couldn't and let it go i couldn't let it go yeah yeah and it's out in a limited late model out in oklahoma now oh my god and they're loving it and they're loving it they're yeah. like hey you got any more of those yeah <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, of course, Ron Alvin Ford is a sponsor on yep. that thing. But that was, you know, uh, Mach 1, uh, you know, he built some beautiful race yeah. cars. Yeah, I begged Mike to build me another car just like this. We, yeah. you know, Herbie said, get with him. Tell him it doesn't matter what it takes. Build another car. And at the time, he was really concentrating on the late model program. Okay. And he had dismantled the modified jig and didn't oh, want to mess geez. with it. Now, was that a three-link car? No, it was a four-bar. Uh, okay, four-bar four car. Bar car yep. 
Wow, man, that thing was fast. How do you like that? Let's uh, go to picture number 20. Take a look there. Uh, another uh, picture down Victory Lane. And that, again, was up at uh, Maquoketa. Yep. Another win. Yep. And your wife, we don't get to see a lot of her, Ray. No, she sets in the stands a lot. And we, you know, I tried to get her to come out, you know, right. for pictures and stuff. And she just like, no, that's a fine hobby. I think uh, I drug her against her will out there that yeah. night. <laughs> How do you like that? Yeah, I like that. And Kayla, you're out there, man. Uh, so tell me, Ray, what do you do with your trophies now? I mean, you know, back in the day, you know, I was so proud. I had them all over the living room, and then, you know, they've kind of migrated up to the attic now. What? Yeah, um, uh, Chuck Persian, when I was driving for him, all the trophies were going out to his shop. Oh, good. And then uh, yeah. his uh, sister ended up buying the, the house and the shop and everything for her woodwork, and her husband said the trophies are staying. Are you so kidding So there's 101 trophies out there. Oh, my God. And then my garage has got... A bunch of them up on the shelves, sure. and then there's a bunch in the house downstairs on the bar. And, yeah, you know. So All yeah, right. I got a bunch. There was a while that I was uh, when we'd win, uh, we would give them out to the kids. Yeah, you know, I'd pull up by the fence at Davenport and just pick out a kid and hand it through the fence. Isn't and that hand nice? It to them, yeah. yeah, probably made their day. It did. Look at that, Brian Gotti said, "I think Ray won 11 in a row with that car." We did. Yeah. Man, that, that was is crazy. Just crazy. You know, and of course you get the people start to boo, you know, because they think you're cheating and stuff. Yeah, but, you know. of course you're cheating. <laughs> you're winning. You know, that's uh, that's funny. Okay, let's uh, go to picture number 23. There we go. Now, you know, Ray, you always had good-looking cars. It just seems like whatever, you know, the splash that was on that car, it was a beautiful splash, but it was still simple, but yet you could read the sponsors and, the, uh, you know, everything on that. What car was that one? That was our Stealth. Oh, it was? That was a Stealth car, yeah. So Mike Whiteman, when he was building those Stealths, you know, if there was a period of time when Jeff Morris was winning 24, 25 features a year with that car. Uh, you know, I looked at that thing. I went over that thing with a fine-tooth comb, and the one thing I liked about them is they looked safe. Yeah. Just real safe. Yeah, the cars were really, really well built. The yeah. first car that we had from Mike uh, in 06, okay. I believe, no, um, and it was we won the track championship first year we had one. Sure. At Maquoketa. All right. I mean the car was just on a rail. Okay. Just on a rail. Oh man. Uh, so now let's uh, take a look at uh, picture number twenty six. There we go. That's our that's our new Shaw car that we have now. And that is a beautiful race car. Now what color's frame on that? Is that black? It's a, a metallic gunmetal gray. Oh, it is. Oh, I love gunmetal gray. Kayla? Kayla, all the all colors right. on the car she picked out, even the deck. The deck is a metallic gunmetal gray as well, and the body is a metallic white. Now, who did the uh, vinyl graphics on it? Uh, Stefan Camper. Stefan okay. Camper's done my, my cars for the last nine, ten years now. Oh, my God. Now, is that uh, vinyl wrap, or is that just? No, just decal. I mean, I love it. Yeah, we decided last year to just to go back to basic decals. Yeah. You know, and I told Stefan, you know, well, I shouldn't say Kayla did. Kayla, you know, like I say, it, the last five or six years, Kayla has, you know, dealt with Stefan. I don't even know what the car's going to look like until he gets done. Until it's done. All yeah. right. He comes out and does it for you? Yeah. Yep. I mean, that purple looks great. Uh, you know, the numbers, I always like big numbers. They're easy to read. Now, today, with everybody running transponders and stuff, it doesn't play as big a role. But I always thought, man, I want people to be able to see my number. So, uh, you know, you don't get, you know, you pull up in the lineup, you're running third, and all of a sudden they get you in, you know, 25th. And you're like, hey. But uh, uh, yeah, that car just looks beautiful. 
nothing better. And so uh, let's look at picture number 31. There we go. Who's that guy? Steve uh, Johnson, huh? Yeah, yeah right. Steve, you know, he last year when we first came out with the car, he was running airs, rare okay. start at the time. I remember that. And, and winning. Yeah, and yeah. winning. Yeah. And uh, he was there every single night helping us with the car. Oh, boy. You know, I mean, Steve is probably probably one of my best friends. You know, I mean, he's he's there all the time. I mean, when we struggled with the car last year, okay. um, he said, bring it to me. All right. So we took it to his house, and it was there for a couple of weeks, and all he right. went through the whole car front to rear. And Wow. You know, yeah, Steve's a, Steve's a really good guy. Now, you know, Steve still looks young. How old is he now? Because he's been around forever, too. Oh, God, I think he told me. Is he our age? or No, I think he's like 85. Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Steve, you look great for 85. Well, you're going to pay for that one. Yeah, he just got his hair done yesterday, too, so, you know, it looks pretty good. Oh, (laughs) man, that is something else. I'm going to see him at the racetrack and talk to him about that. My God. Picture number 33, Well. That one right there. Man, that is a great shot. Great smile on your face. Tell me a little bit about that one, Ray. You know, with with the class of cars that they have right now, you right. know, I mean, you took a 20-car field out there, uh, 18 of them could win. They could. You know, and every win that I get, um, it's just as special as the first one that I ever had. I mean, sure. I, I still get emotional. You know, during interviews, you know, I mean, trying to thank everybody for what happened. Yeah. And it's just because, it, you know, it, it's special, Yeah. you know, and I appreciate everything that everybody does, you know, so it, it makes it really, really happy. I mean, right. it gives me a really happy heart, you know, to do stuff like that. Okay. And that was, you know, up at Coconut again? Yep. All right. Great uh, win. Let's uh, take a look at picture number 34. And, you know, Ray, whenever I went to Coconut and seen you running up there, you know, you're up there on the high side running around the rim. You kind of talked about how right now three and four, the high side's fast, but one and two, uh, you got to move down a little bit. But uh, doesn't that car look beautiful up on the bar, pulling the left front? Not not extremely pulling the left front, but that thing's hooked up. Yeah, that was uh, – I think that's actually at the fall bash at Tipton last year. Um, I th- yeah. Right, the yeah. fence. Okay, yep. you got it. That might yeah. be Davenport. Uh, oh, yeah, it might be Davenport. It might be Davenport. Oh, look at the wall. You yeah, know, yeah. I see that cop yeah. around the wall. It is. You're right. That is Davenport. Yeah, and that's yeah. that was actually our open motor we had in there, too. We went back to the open motor last year at the end of the season. Now, do you have any of your open motors left? No. No, I'd say okay. the last one went to Oklahoma, and that's it. So All right. Just now, what was Gotti building you for uh, Ford open motors? Um, when we had uh, – after when we had the, the red Mach 1, we actually bought uh, Kevin Bloom's Mach 1. Okay. At the same time, we and we got – um, got the car turnkey and had a 408 Ford. Right. And then we bought, wow. and then we we decided to go back and buy the other 408 that he had, plus a 418 that was sitting there, oh. which had C3 Robert Yates heads on it. Oh, my gosh. Which, you know, the motor dyno that 418 horse, or, or yeah, no. 714, 714, yeah. 714 horse. So and how do you I, hook that up? You can't. You can't. <laughs> I, I ran the motor two times, once at Davenport, and I think I turned 5,200 because you couldn't, you couldn't yeah. touch a thought on it. And then I went to West Liberty with it, and I had a lot of fun at West Liberty. I bet you had a lot yeah. of fun up there at Liberty. And then uh, we ended up selling it to a, a UMP guy now in Lincoln, Illinois. Sure. Oh, boy. Well, let's see that uh, picture number 35. 
There we go, back on the gas. Yeah, and that uh, car just looks beautiful going around the racetrack. Yeah. That's something else. You know, I, you know, we switched to I, last year. Um, I was actually, I was gonna actually was gonna be done. You okay. know, and Kayla, you know, she kept asking me, you know, what, you know, if you had to run another year, what would you have? What kind of car would you get? Okay. Um, because at the time I had a Harris car and I, right. I wanted to sell it and. And I said, probably either a Shaw or a Razor. Okay. One of those two, you know. And I let it go with that. Okay. And uh, she called me, or I got home from work, and she said, I got you a car. Okay. I got one lined up, but you got to sell your Harley. What? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, come man, on. come on. So I said, you know what? You sell the Harley, I'll get the car. Well, okay. she ended up selling the Harley for, you know, more money than I paid for it. <laughs> so um, she got she got the car. We got the car through West Digman. Okay. You know, and it was a brand new Shaw. And, yeah. Um, you know, the the tech support that you get from those guys is second to none. Oh, man. I mean, I've great. been on the phone, you know, with uh, Jeff Taylor sure. the last couple of weeks every day. And he actually sent me a message, you know, this morning, you know, how'd you do? How'd you do? Yeah. How was the car? So, you know, and. You know, Second place Saturday night up yeah, there? Yeah, car was on a rail. Oh, man, that's awesome. Well, hey, we went over an hour. Wow. I told you, Ray, we could talk for like, you know, hours and hours, but we've been on over an hour. Uh, so first I'm going to ask you, Kayla, do you have any words of wisdoms or any parting thoughts as we uh, get ready to end the program? I'm not Anything sure. on your mind? Mm, I'm just glad that, you know, Ray Cox Jr. is my dad. I, mean, hey. I feel super privilege to have him as my dad yeah. and he's I don't tell him very often but he's pretty cool he's a good man he's old but he's cool he's old <laughs> hey, hey, we are getting old not as old as Steve all right no. so uh, that's right Steve's 85 or whatever yeah. that he is uh Ray what do you think you know it with with everybody coming into racing now you know the biggest thing that um that I learned you know from my father is is respect yeah you know I mean if you go out there and race door to door. I mean, there's, there's a, a bunch of guys out there that I know that would say that, you know, if they had a choice, hopefully they'd say I race with Ray. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you can go out and race with a guy for 20 laps and door to door, never hit him, never beat on him, you know, and respect that, you yeah. know, you, you're going to gain a lot of respect in the community for that. So, yeah, you know, I always said that about you. There was three guys that I enjoyed uh, watching in that, you know, it was John Bull and it was Doug Crampton and you, because you know, at the end of the night, when you're rolling that thing in the trailer, it usually looked like it looked when you rolled it out of the trailer. And that just tells you you got a clean driver out there that's, uh, you know, really taking care of his equipment. I always respected that about you and uh, the other two drivers. And, uh, you know, you you had a wonderful career. Yeah. I mean, yeah, hey, it's you, been you've like done more than most people could, you know, ever expect. Yeah. Seen a lot of states, seen a lot of tracks. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I've done everything I ever wanted to do. All um, right. Loved every minute, and I wouldn't change anything. Yeah. Well, hey, we're going to wrap this thing up then. We want to thank everybody for tuning in here to Done Right TV, to the True Grit Podcast. We're on here every uh, Monday night, 7 o'clock p.m. to 8 o'clock p.m. Check out our Facebook page and uh, Done Right TV, and you'll be able to see who the guest is for next week. And uh, I'd just like to ask everybody, get out there and support your local dirt track, whether that's on Saturday nights, West Liberty, Davenport Friday night, Donaldson, uh, you know, Kevin works where on Friday nights? Columbus, Columbus Junction. Junction. Yep. There you go. Uh, Columbus Junction, any of the local racetracks, wherever you're at. Hey, if you're in Indiana, 
you know, support those uh, local tracks. And uh, got some people on there uh, still wishing you good luck, saying they love you, Ray, and that's uh, that's pretty honorable there. So uh, with that being said, God bless each and every one of you great uh, race fans for tuning in and racers out there. And this is Shane Davis saying I'll be seeing you around the track. Good night.